Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission on November the 16th, 2021. Good morning, Mary Crable. Well, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's always better when you're really around good friends, and we have got some really good friends here today. We, do. Yeah, we, we absolutely we really do. do. But before we introduce them, yes, because uh, everybody wants to know who it. our good friends are, right? <laughs> We only got a couple, yeah. and they're both here. So, uh, thank goodness. Yeah, it's really awesome. So, you know, we're uh, we are uh, um, just a little over a week away from Thanksgiving. I know it's hard to believe. It's just yes, it moved is. fast, and um, we're preparing the big meal um, for our guests here at the mission and those who come to our door who are unsheltered. Yes. Um, so uh, there's a lot of planning, but there's also some other big planning that's coming up. There is, and that's that thing after Thanksgiving. I know that it's. Let's see, what's that holiday? I think it's called Christmas. Christmas. That's right. Yeah, Christmas, that's right. Are we right? having that again? I think we are. I think we are. We, we discussed. Right? We discussed not doing it last year, but. <laughs> We made it through last year, so this year it's all good. We're doing Christmas. Yeah, yeah we're going to do it. Yes, we're going to do it because it is such a blessing to Absolutely. be involved in just helping and giving and seeing people come together, yes. even on hopefully the downslope of a pandemic. Yes. Um, you came to the rescue mission from United Way. <laughs> I did. Um, as being the director there and served, the, your first position here was as the Christmas coordinator. I was the, you know, and that was the biggest bait and switch I think I've ever experienced. <laughs> And, you said, uh, oh, come, Christmas, uh, it'll be fun. Oh, my goodness, I had no idea what we did back then. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was an incredible amount of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it fun. It was, it, no, it really was an incredible experience. So, and just seeing all the people come together, and we had the yes. Christmas store, yes. which meant that in our warehouse, we set it up, and people could come and shop, and there right. were thousands of people. We that, did. That we, we served a lot of people. And, uh, and part of that whole um, thousands coming to us uh, was part of the United Way's Christmas Bureau. It was. And uh, which is really a phenomenal opportunity for people to be able to sign up to be able to get the help that they need. And the United Way takes all those names and needs and yeah. par- pairs them up and all that. And so you came and helped us organize that. And that yeah. continues on, except last year was different. It, it was. Last year, because of COVID, we had to do everything different. And United Way did a great job of really trying to, to strategize with all of us that adopt mm-hmm. to think, how, how do we do this? We knew that volunteers were going to be iffy. Um, in terms of going to other people's houses or even coming here to volunteer. So we had to be very creative, and um, we did gift cards and still gave out food boxes. Um, but it was a drive through mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was very different. But we tried to still provide here at TRM, we, we tried to still provide um, not only the meals and the gift card, but some gifts for kids. Because mm-hmm. really, you know, Christmas is just such a time mm-hmm. for the kiddos. You know, we, we wanted to be able to bless them. We wanted to have their parents be able to have the opportunity to see their kids' mm-hmm. eyes light up. Um, and so last year was different. It was very difficult. It, it, it felt different. It but felt we're still in the pandemic, so we're not quite yeah. out of the woods yet. They're still we're like, not. do we mask yet? Do we not mask? Have we been shot twice? Have we been shot three times? Yeah. Uh, do we fist bump? Do we ankle bump? Do we do we even bump? Can we hug? <laughs> yeah, can, we can we please just yeah. hug? <laughs> so we're, we're kind of getting back to a little bit of normal, but uh, we're how are we doing it this year? So this year we're adopting um, households and families again mm-hmm. from United Way, mm-hmm. um, as well as serving our guests that will be staying with us. But we will be doing gifts this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it will. St- it, we won't be able to do the store yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that just isn't going to be a possibility. But people will be getting gifts from us. Um, they'll 
will assign a time that they can drive up um, and or we'll, walk up or, or walk ride their up bike or, or their ride wagon. their bike. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. All the different ways that people come to us uh-huh. um, and they'll be able to get gifts and food for Christmas um, and hopefully feel, feel the blessing that we want to be able to give them. Yeah. So we are going to be receiving gifts and yes. people can bring those and that's in our website as well Absolutely. as our newsletter that's New coming gifts. out and so forth. New yes. gifts, right, for yes. Christmas time. Well, speaking of Christmas and speaking of our two friends, yes. um, we are just so blessed here today to again have the executive director of the United Way, Jessica Linher, who is here, and Brett Martin, who is Vice President of Community Impact here with us today to talk about anything you want to talk about because you're our friends. <laughs> and, uh, but we want to talk about Christmas too, so welcome to both of you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You betcha. So Jessica, how long have you been in the position as executive, executive director? I ought to be able to say that because that's title in my name. <laughs> yeah. uh, how long have you been the, the head dudess uh, over at the United Way? Uh, four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like two years, maybe some days one year, but no, uh-huh. four years. And so you followed uh, Miriam Crable. I did. And uh, who then came here and, uh, you know, this is kind of United Way day here. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> and uh, four years, it's it's been a, quite an experience for you, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. It yeah. has definitely, it's been a great experience though. Yeah. Thank goodness I have Miriam here who I can share all my woos to and she <laughs> encourages me and yeah, keep pushing on. So. Keep pushing on, that's <laughs> yep. what we do. Brett, you've been with United Way for how long now? Yeah, it'll be six years uh, in January. Okay, so. awesome. And you got a chance to work with Miriam when she was I director did. there. I yeah. did, and I was always grateful for that. I told her that she took uh, she took a chance on me. I'd been a teacher before, uh-huh. and I hadn't done nonprofit management in any way, shape, or form. And she looked at me, and she said, I was a nurse before this. So, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I was, I was certainly grateful for that opportunity, and it'll be six years January 11th. Six years. So. And, and you guys have just, just uh, dove right in, uh, <coughs> like you always do, in regards to what's going on. Uh, to try to meet a need. And uh, so last year, um, uh, Brett, you, um, with Jessica's blessing and, and, and guidance or whatever you guys do over there, um, you started to network with all the different agencies in the community that couldn't meet together anymore. Uh, what do you call that Tuesday meeting that started at the beginning of the pandemic and it's still going on today? Yeah, the COVID-19 response and coordination meeting, uh, it's kind of a mouthful, uh-huh, um, or yeah. we just call it the COVID That's meeting why I asked you. these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we, uh, yeah, so the COVID-19 response and coordination meeting, and, and we we really did that in response to uh, what our partners wanted. And so you all were one of the partners that we mm-hmm. pulled in very early on uh, uh, with a couple of other trusted partners and said, we have no idea what this is going to look like. I set the meeting up for just a few weeks when it first started, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we, right, like having <laughs> yeah. no idea that we'd be on. So what you know, was like what was the 90. genesis purpose of this? Yeah, so basically what we did is we pulled um, uh, you all and a couple of other partners together, and we said, hey, we think we're on the cusp of something. We're not sure what it's going to look like. We think we're going to need to respond and work together in a way we haven't before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I asked sort of three guiding questions, and that third question was, what do you need from us? What do you need from United Way? And the response was, we need this. You need mm-hmm. to get us together, and it can't be monthly. We think it's got to be more. <laughs> so we all looked at our calendars and said, what about Tuesdays at 3? Mm-hmm. And everybody in the <laughs> really, everybody in the room said, yeah, that works for me. And so we started that next Tuesday at 3. And it's you know, ninety some weeks at this point where we, where we've uh, where we've been meeting and a lot of really wonderful things have happened. How uh, many how many people join you now on an average? Yeah, so we have anywhere uh, on sort of lower weeks, um, maybe 
28 to 30, and on higher weeks, uh, 37 to 40, usually. So these, these are agencies, um, Topeka Rescue Commission being one of the, mm-hmm. the many, to do what? Yeah, so basically what we do is we, um, you know, what, what we say the purpose of the meeting is, is to communicate better with one another, to develop strategies, and to find new ways to work together for the community. Those are, and, and that's really been the purpose of the meeting from the beginning and continues to be today. And so oftentimes uh, folks will give updates, folks will talk about problems that they're having, and we, and we ask the group to work that problem together. And out of those uh, problem-solving things, a number of things things have, and new partnerships and initiatives have really arisen out of that. Some of those initiatives that you can uh, think of off the top of your head that uh, have been pretty significant and different. Yeah. So the first one I can think of is when we were talking about um, supply chain issues with food. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we were very concerned early on when we were hearing about uh, plant closures and we were hearing stories, uh, you know, out of Salinas, California, where um, farmers were plowing under mm-hmm. their uh, lettuce fields because there was no place for it to go because mm-hmm. schools were closed, cruise ships, uh, hotels, event centers were all closed. And so we were really worried about supply chain issues. Uh, and so out of that came this map that we developed that now uh, K-State Research and Extension uh, here in Shawnee County uh, manages. And uh, it gives folks an opportunity to take a look and search ways that people can get food when they're food insecure. So it's got pantries and um, it's got uh, prepared meals and a whole host of things like that. That's just one of the, that's just one of the tools uh, that came out of the early conversations for Operation Food Secure mm-hmm. uh, uh, happened, out of, uh, happened out of those conversations when we were trying to figure out how to get food to people who couldn't get to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think about the, converse, uh, the, uh, uh, the great partnership that is MAP, the Mobile Access Partnership, mm-hmm. those conversations started happening in there and then were taken again. And and those types of partnerships and those kinds of things, they happen because people get in the room mm-hmm. and people say yes. Mm-hmm. And again, they place, you know, the other thing we say at the beginning of that meeting is uh, titles are left at the door, agency names are left at the door, and we place the community at the center of the work. And it still works. I mean, this is, this is, this is so <laughs> awesome. So crazy. It's kind of like a, a thought incubator. Yeah, um, it is very for, much. For action that you have facilitated. Yeah. And you're a great facilitator, and uh, you've kept everybody together for 90 weeks. Now. Yeah, yeah, 90 plus weeks. So we started March 17th of 2020, and you know we've taken a week off at Christmas and taken a week off at Thanksgiving and those types of things. But for the most part, we're we're there every Tuesday at three. So Americans are pretty good at responding to a crisis, you mm-hmm. know, a 9/11 earthquake, floods, or whatever. But then when it's over, we kind of go back to ourselves. What do you see the future post-pandemic? Um, not that crises are over in our work, but what do you see the future of this is? What are you hearing people saying, uh, we, we kind of, we've done enough or we want to continue meeting? Yeah. So uh, every six or eight weeks, uh, I give the group an out um, mm-hmm. and I say, is this still valuable? Do we still want to do this? Because what I don't want is I don't want this to be one more meeting on people's calendar. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be, you know, that albatross around your neck that you got to come do on Tuesdays. I want it to be something that's valuable. I want it to be driven by the folks who are attending and are participating. And so, you know, every so often I'll say, hey, how, how, how are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Is this working? Is it not working? Do we want to shift? Do we want to move uh, into certain sectors? And the group has resisted that. The group has said, no, we want to continue meeting. Mm -hmm. And no, we don't want to divide into sectors because that's the way we did work before. And we don't want to do that. We want to have, you know, in this meeting, 
We can have a school district talking to a utility company, mm-hmm. talking to mental health, talking to folks who specialize in homelessness, talking to people who um, are in uh, healthcare delivery, mm-hmm. uh, right? Just, just for example, and 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 that's that's something that's has been rare to have people in the room from that many sectors, and, and, and so to they stay resisted on it this that. Long. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, uh, I'm thinking back, Miriam, when we uh, tried to <laughs> <laughs> gather people years ago about yeah. just one thing, food, food. Uh-huh. Mm, and how sure. complicated that was, and it's it's kind of taken a pandemic to kind of pull the, the kind of the, the strings on this um, to get it to, to roll. And if we can just keep going and keep this good thing good um, and meeting, more opportunities and thoughts and interactions will come up out of this um, than, than we've had previously to this. I, I just, we just really hope that it continues. Sure. And, and it's, it's done on Zoom. Yeah. Um, so there's still the safety issue and there's also the convenience issue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, being able to do that and you can show your PowerPoint on there and the right. whole 10 yards. So, well, thank you, uh, both of you for just grabbing a hold of that idea. And sure. it's probably been one of the biggest game changers in our community. Mm-hmm. I think so. It really has. Yeah. And we're not done. Yeah. So, no, not done. so speaking of initiatives that got started, I been around a long time, but I don't remember when the Christmas Bureau started, but it's like it's been here since the beginning of time. <laughs> We're trying to figure that out as well. And um, <laughs> I think that's the answer. It's been around since the beginning of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, since before computers. Yeah. That I know, because when I was there, right, they were still matching from cards, like mm-hmm. yeah, index cards where things would get laid out and you'd match this volunteer. So I know it started then. Mm before they had computers to be able to make this all work. So, Jessica, so forever ago. Forever. I think, I think we're, we can assume a lot of things, but maybe not everybody understands what that term Christmas Bureau means. Um, what is it? Yeah. Well, it's it for our community where individuals can come to sign up to be adopted for the holidays. So those are individuals who um, have found themselves in, in difficult situations where they can't really financially afford to provide gifts for their family or even mm-hmm. food for their family for a Christmas meal. Um, so this just offers to the community, those individuals can come sign up and then um, the rest of the community, those that can financially afford and want to continue to give back, they can adopt those families and they can purchase gifts and food and they deliver uh, directly to the family. Um, and then we also have a lot of partner agencies mm-hmm. like Topeka Rescue Mission and Doorstep who help um, also um, take a lot of those families from Christmas Bureau because it's such a huge undertaking. It's not something that just one person can do. It t- really takes all of us um, working together to make sure we can get all these families adopted for the holidays. So you guys match up the people in need with the people who want to help. Yep. And uh, how challenging is that to find people to help? Um, well, it's it's surprisingly not that challenging. Sometimes we, we feel like we have to beg a little bit and remind mm-hmm. people. But mm-hmm. in the end, we always have every single family adopted. Mm-hmm. I remember a number of years ago, before both of your time here um, at the United, I want to say both your time, looking at you. Everybody see who I'm looking at right now? <laughs> Miriam and Jessica. Uh, before you were directors here, um, there was a time when um, there weren't enough adopters. And uh, then station manager, WWW Jim Ogle, called me, and he was on the board or something, United Way, and basically said, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to turn people away this year. And it just hit me wrong, you know, <laughs> hit the numbers wrong. And I said, Jim, you got a television station, right? He goes, yeah, well, let's do a telethon. <laughs> and so within two days, we had enough people that were mm-hmm. able to cover all of the, you know, rather than to say no, because there were so many more 
back then. Now, things have changed over the years, um, especially in the pandemic. We have uh, fewer people that are signing up for Christmas Bureau um, than we did maybe three years ago. Um, How's that compare, and, and what's the why? Yeah, well, I don't know that we've completely figured out the why, mm-hmm. but um, we do know like in 2019, we had um, 1,600 households mm-hmm. um, sign up to be adopted through the Christmas Bureau. Yeah. Um, this year, we're just barely over 1,000 households. Wow. Um, so quite, and, and it has consistently, I think in 2018, it was 1,900 households. Mm-hmm. So it has been slowly declining some. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure... I'm not sure what the why is because we we know the need is still there. We talked to many of our partner agencies, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. you at Speak Rescue Mission. We know the need is still there, um, so we're not sure entirely why the numbers are, are lower. Um, but we are, we try to eliminate any barriers that we can. We've offered mm-hmm. more intake sites to make sure that um, families are able to access us and get to us. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You know, one of the things that we we could hope for in this, um, well, two things we could hope for, and one we know is not accurate. There's less need. We know that the need is not less. There are people still struggling, uh, like they always have, plus more um, in multiple areas related to the economy, especially now. The cost of living is skyrocketed. Affordable housing, safe affordable housing, uh, access to food, those kind of things are, are very challenged. So we know that, that 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 there's not less of a need. We'd like for there to be less of a need. We haven't we haven't fixed that one yet, Brett. Have we? No. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Okay. No, not yet. However, there is this kind of um, awareness that it used to be just a few people were helping, a few agencies were helping, and now others are stepping up. In their own way. Some different companies are stepping up. Some different churches are stepping up. We have a lot more food pantries than we used to have. Operation Food Secure, which, Brett, you mentioned, um, has ended in August. But some of those 500 people and, um, uh, Miriam, how many different churches we oh, have? Yeah, a we lot. We had like 80 partners at one point. Yeah, yeah some of them <laughs> have said, okay, just because that program's over, we're not done. So we're taking it on and we're going to do something right. through our own church and create a food pantry and reach out to our neighborhood. And I know, Brett, and over in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. you guys, um, we're just kind of all-stars and, and doing something at the neighborhood level, yeah. uh, College Hill, I believe. Yeah, and and, um, and so maybe... Maybe this whole idea of generosity and helping out our neighbors is really kind of sinking mm-hmm. in. Yeah, that may be another reason yeah. for it, and uh, it's kind of hard to measure that, though. Sure, but wouldn't that be wonderful if that is the reason? Um, you know, we would love to have it be that there is less need, but if neighbors are helping neighbors in different kinds of ways, that really is something that all of us have looked at as the ideal, where it's not just a few organizations that are doing it, but that really everyone recognizes that people fall into difficult situations and are there to help them, whether that's just raking their leaves or whether it's providing Christmas or um, whether it's sometimes just listening because somebody needs to be heard. Yeah, I, I think from my perspective, there are a lot more people who are aware of uh, the concerns in their in their community, um, a lot more discussion about it. Um, there's still people that just don't want to deal with it. I mean, they're just like the homeless issue, not in my backyard. You know, get them out right. of my way. 
But there's a lot of other people who really have a compassionate heart that seem to have been always there or cultivated or whatever. But there's just a lot more people who want to get in the game. Yeah. You know, one thing that I think we heard on the Tuesday calls, <laughs> the Tuesday calls, it's like that's the official name. Yeah. Of it. yeah. It's the yeah. Tuesday call. <laughs> that's right. Um, one thing that we heard that may be making a difference in terms of how people outreach to their neighbors is people found themselves needing assistance for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so it gave them a different perspective on how simple it is mm-hmm. to all of a sudden find yourself without what you're used to having. Yeah, right. um, we saw a lot of people accessing services here for the first time uh, with the pop-up assistance site that uh, Community Action did. Right. We saw people going there not having a clue how to access services because they had never been in that position, but finding themselves in a position where they're having to make choices between how do I feed my family? How do I still buy medication? How do I have gas for my car? I'm not working right now. I'm not getting paid right now. It, it, it showed folks, I think how precarious all of our situations are. And maybe that also is giving people a different perspective on how they want to give back. Mm -hmm. I think so. so. And I think one of the ways we saw people respond in that is when we heard from Operation Food Secure, for example, in our neighborhood, we had people who were still getting food, but they were sharing it. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, hey, I hope it's okay, but I don't need all of this food. I need some of it, but I'm taking it to work because one of my coworkers, um, his spouse is now unemployed. And they need it. And so if it's okay, I'm sharing it. And I think that idea of sharing, yes. when people find themselves in that position, uh, there's there's a certain measure of shared experience mm-hmm. and a certain measure of empathy. And you may, in fact, have people helping more and finding ways to help more or going to the communities that they're in, their civic organizations, their religious organizations, their, their mm-hmm. neighborhoods, and saying, hey, this is real. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Can we do something? And so I think you're right. I think it would be interesting to know. There's no way to measure it, of course, but to be able to say how many folks were doing something like Christmas Bureau around the holidays 20 years ago mm-hmm. and doing it now. And yeah. my guess is there are more folks doing it now. Well, we know just from simply the feedback we've received on Operation Food Secure is that, yeah, people were pretty impressed and enjoyed being able to help people who were hungry, but they really liked to see the relationships that developed out of that. Mm-hmm. So there were, you know, there, there, there was a bit of a quantification of the, um, the, the, the testimonies that came back. You know, I, I, I never realized how much I enjoyed uh, my neighbors mm-hmm. uh, helping people, th- that relationship piece of this that... You know, we, we were talking before we, we went on the, the podcast here this morning about our rapid rehousing program. Uh, to date, we've uh, rehoused uh, about 80 people. Only one has households. More, more households. than 80 yeah, people. Yeah, okay, yeah. 80 households of homeless people mm-hmm. through that program. And it's not just about housing. Mm-hmm. A biggest piece of this, and we'll talk more sometime about this, is about the case management, right. about the relationships. Sure. And, and so – Back to the the numbers, you know, they, they're less, but maybe, Jessica, maybe what we're seeing is more people doing things in a unique way, and, and that's okay with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't yeah. have to be the only ones Absolutely. that are doing this, yeah. but still, there's still a large number coming your way. Yeah. So talk about this year's um, um, process and um, what you're still looking for as far as help. Yeah, so we have... Um, 
now that the intake process is done, everyone who's been able to, that signed up, they're signed up, and now we're just matching them with adopters. Mm -hmm. And we have just a little over 700 um, households already adopted. Um, That's great. Yeah, we're pretty pretty excited about that. This is kind of the scary time, though, where the excitement <laughs> and people are kind of like, oh. <laughs> we don't it's need another last, telephone, right? <laughs> that's right. It's that last right. uh, couple yeah. hundred that are a little nerve-wracking that we still need help with. Um, but yeah, so about 300 still that you're looking for yeah. Yeah. And, and you've already come to the agencies like the rescue mission doorstep and you've, uh, we've been given some n- names mm-hmm. and so forth, but you're still looking for maybe 300 people or households to be households. adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So if, if somebody is interested in that, who do they call and what would be my obligation um, if I'm going to take on a household, like uh, what's going to cost me? Yeah. Well, we ask that if you um, are adopting a family that you um spend uh, $40 or less. We do put a limit on that because if you are able to provide more gifts for a family, then we'd ask that you just adopt more families Uh to help us uh, spread Mm -hmm. that need Mm -hmm. and to to keep it consistent. So um, purchasing gifts for under $40 for everyone in the household, and then also purchase some kind of food so that the family is able to have some Christmas dinner. And that could be a conversation that the adopter has with their adoptee about whether they want a warm meal, would they prefer a gift card to a, a grocery store nearby their home? home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do ask that they provide some kind of um, food for the family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you you have a list. Um, when families come through intake, they let mm-hmm. you know what kind of items they're hoping to receive for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, the individual gets that list. They go out and shop for those items, mm-hmm. wrap them, and then um, they do the delivery and they deliver it to the family. So say I've never done this before. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I just want to do something good. I want to help people. Um, if I have questions about what to expect, um, like, am I going to be safe? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be okay? Will they ever see me again? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, what are these people like? You know, I mean, these sounds a little bit uh, sarcastic, but these are actually legitimate questions that some people oh, ask absolutely. us sometimes. Uh, you know, people that want to help the homeless sometimes they go, well, will they hurt me? Yeah. You know, what, what do yeah. you say? Yeah. And I say we're all human. Uh-huh. Um, and we do give them a lot of information about, you know, what to expect, what to, how to explain this, the adoption process. Uh, but we really, we want individuals to feel safe and comfortable. And so if someone really isn't comfortable reaching out to someone that they've never met or delivering mm-hmm. gifts to a, a home that they heard could be a scary part of the, of the, community, mm-hmm. um, they are more than welcome to purchase the gifts and drop them off at our United Way office, and okay. we will arrange delivery for them. All right. um, I think typically what we find, though, is the families that do actually go and do the delivery themselves, they leave their feeling um, a lot a lot different um, and really probably a little bit more fulfilling and a better kind of understanding of of family, some families' living situations, and that's maybe not as scary as it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really important part of the process of the yeah. adopting a family that people walk away from feeling like, wow, I really did just make a huge impact on this family. Right. And I could see it on this mother's eyes or this father's eyes. And right. Yeah. So I don't want to help. Um, I don't have time, but I want to help. Um, can I just give you money? Well, of course you can. <laughs> it is Always. United Way. It is United Always. Way. <laughs> Always. So yes. your website has a place for people to get. Yes. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll delete this from the podcast because we're the rescue mission. But anyway, no, no, we, we, we love partnering with yeah. you guys. And, uh, and so, uh, before we, before we close this part off, um, we'll kind of talk about the logistics here. We've talked about how agencies work together. We've talked about, uh, numbers and all that kind of stuff. 
about the people. We talked a little bit about the relationship, but why, why are you doing this? Yeah. What's what's the value? Yeah, yeah. I think when we um, when we uh, when we do intake every year, um, it's actually one of the highlights of the year for me. It's a busy time. Mm-hmm. They're long days, but for us at United Way, it's an opportunity for us. Um, it's kind of our one opportunity to do direct service. Mm-hmm. And so Jessica and I will be at sites uh, when we do intake. And what we what we probably enjoy most is sitting across from a family mm-hmm. and just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I'll share a story mm-hmm. from this year. So uh, we had some real rock stars from our board uh, of directors at United Way who volunteered this year, who decided to come and do intake. And our best intake volunteers are the ones who look across the table, they see a fellow human being there, and yeah. they connect yeah. in some way. So I'm standing uh, uh, a distance away, and I see one of our board members having a conversation. And it's very clear, as as it is with so many folks, it's just hard to come ask for help. And so she's connecting with this mom, mm-hmm. she's having some conversation, and she learns that this mom was displaced mm-hmm. by the hurricane in um, in Louisiana earlier this year and lost everything came back here and has been trying to get things figured out. Mm. So uh, as they talk, I come and join the conversation and start to listen. And I come to find out that she's working with one of our partners, Mm. in fact, two of our partners. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, I uh, listen to her story a little bit and say, so, hey, can can we help in some way beyond Christmas Bureau? Uh, So I immediately contact the agency she's working with, and they say, yeah, she's running into barriers here and running into barriers there, but she's doing everything right. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, it seems like if if there could be a barrier for her, (laughs) it's emerging, Mm -hmm. right? Like so many folks Mm -hmm. that we know that we serve. Mm -hmm. So I send a text to one of our other partners and say, hey, here's the deal. Her hotel voucher that she's got ends on this date, but the... Inspection on her house is three days later. Can we work with her? The partner says, absolutely. Text me back, says, got the paperwork today. Able to get that individual uh, into uh, a new space to be able to get the inspection done early. Uh, um, sort of moved her up in line a little bit and then was able to get her uh, connected. Then when we started talking with her, we recognized that obviously there was more of a need then um, Christmas Bureau items, $40 per person could allow. So folks in the room kind of start talking and listening, and we start to crowdsource some things mm-hmm. and happen to post something out on some friends in an anonymous way. And pretty soon we've got uh, another connection with another big organization in our community that said uh, we can provide uh, from this family. They said we can provide uh, three brand-new Tempur-Pedic mattresses for the kids wow. in the house, right? So all of this just starts happening, and and it, it happened from Christmas Bureau intake, yep. right? And it happened with uh, the intake volunteer, and that's what I told her over and over again. I said, you're exactly the volunteer we want here because you made a connection, and you started having a conversation. And pretty soon this person came to sign up uh, herself and her kiddos for Christmas Bureau and ended up leaving with connections and opportunity for other folks in the room to use their social capital that we talk about, which is so important for mm-hmm. folks living in poverty, mm-hmm. to be able to connect and be able to meet a whole host of needs. Mm-hmm. And it's because a volunteer said yes, <laughs> because a volunteer cared, and all of a sudden this sort of ripple effect 
that took place for this one individual. So it's not about 40 bucks and gifts. No, no it's not. That's no, a catalyst yeah. so a relationship more. to build right. something much bigger. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's just so much more that happened. And, and again, when you were talking about this earlier, it really is about relationships. Yeah. Relationships over and over and over again. That's, that's, that's a perfect story. Perfect story about how um, valuable doing something annually like the Christmas Bureau is. It kind of reminds me of MAP. You know, what's the value of a shower once or twice a week? Mm-hmm. It's a, an opportunity to develop a relationship with somebody who comes out of a shower and feels like a new person. Absolutely. You know, it's those little things that we're doing that some people say, well, that doesn't change anything. There's a there's a commercial on the radio um, with a group that's trying to provide shoes for kids called Soul Reason. You've probably heard it before. And, and you know, the, the guy who's doing the ad says, uh, you want to change a life? Buy a pair of tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know that that doesn't change a life <laughs> to buy a pair of tennis shoes. But it's a catalyst to begin to do sure. something and so, you know, for our listeners, you know, mowing somebody's grass or, or picking up a newspapers that are, you know, four or five of them in the driveway, there's something wrong in the house, maybe somebody's mm-hmm. sick or whatever, reaching out to someone else. And um, the cool thing is that, yeah, we do some big stuff, but we get to be a part of the little stuff that turns yeah. into big stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So before we close today, what would you like for people to know about the Greater Topeka United Way? Well... In relation to Christmas Bureau, it would definitely be the, you know, to reach out to us or go to our website, UnitedWayGreaterTopeka.org and um, sign up to adopt a family and, and get a, mm-hmm. have one of those same experiences that Brett just talked about mm-hmm. with a family. Yeah. While it may not be as, as extensive as that, of course, but really just that connection and, and to begin back. something. Yeah. 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 And, it, and, and and when I say, what do you want people to know about United Way? Um, More than just Christmas Bureau. Yeah. yeah. What is it that... United Way does in this community? What do you want people to know about you? Well, I think this year, uh, last 90 weeks is a perfect example that Mm -hmm. um, we truly are conveners in our community, thanks to some incredible partners who go on this journey with us every day. Um, But bringing people together to to solve big challenges that that one person can't do alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably, uh, thanks to Brett and convening that meeting the last 90 weeks has been the probably the biggest change and impactful thing that we've been doing at United Way in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's any way to measure that necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we have some metrics out of that, but uh, I think, yeah, to be able to see United Way as uh, an organization that provides space and provides an opportunity for folks to be able to come together and think differently about their work, mm-hmm. uh, to think uh, beyond the simple program or programs that they deliver mm-hmm. And to begin to see uh, individuals uh, and families and households as um, whole units and ways in which we can come together and serve both adults and children and and even grandparents oftentimes in those homes, uh, to be able to think differently and more creatively uh, and more strategically about how it is that we can serve them so that we use our resources in the best possible way, but that we also are able to um, serve those families in ways that make real change over a period of time. Yeah. We know that, um, you know, we know that it's not one thing, that it's not two things, that it's not, that it's not three things. And oftentimes um, uh, it takes years, decades for folks to be able to come out of poverty. Um, but if we can start that process, we can do it collectively. We can do it collaboratively. Um, we have um, a neighborhood that's a little bit brighter for everybody. No kidding. Yeah, when you guys do it so well of bringing us together. Miriam, before we close, uh, being uh, in the position that you were in, what would you say about United Way? You know, I think the best thing about United Way is that it's a 
constantly changing, evolving organization. And as I sit here and I listen to Jessica and Brett, I am just really filled with um, encouragement and hope for what can come from this because of the things that they're doing in the community. And it kind of makes me emotional. Sure. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh my goodness. But I know you can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? That, that was a season and uh-huh. that yeah. season has passed. Uh-huh. Um, and it's wonderful to see it. But I can tell you from being a part of the TRM team, it is wonderful to have United Way there and know that we can call on them mm-hmm. um, to bring people mm-hmm. together and think different with us, yeah. to just think different. Um, if there's any organization willing to do that, it's United Way. Absolutely. Well, from my personal um, view on this, we're kind of in the trenches at the rescue mission, and the United Way is kind of like the the strategic war room uh, Uh that we can go and we can process stuff with you guys and we bounce stuff off of you, you know, Mm -hmm. before we go jump in to do something, we bounce it off of you because you're able to see the bigger picture and we greatly admire that. And so uh, I just, uh, those of you are listening, uh, you heard a lot here today about value and um, about the United Way's value, about relationship value. And uh, we, uh, we just want you guys to know that we value you very, very much and so grateful that you're here today on our community, our mission. So thank you for listening to our community, our mission. If you'd like more information about this year's Christmas Bureau, you can go to the United Way website, which we'll post on our Facebook. And um, if you would like to personally get involved with uh, uh, the Christmas Bureau in that way or the Topeka Rescue Mission. Uh, We're helping our homeless guests and adopting families from the United Way. So it's all one big family here. So give where or get involved wherever you um, feel best to do. And because there's plenty of need in our community one way or another. Uh, If you would like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org, trmonline.org. Look at the Christmas needs list. Look at all the other needs there and learn about how you can get involved in our community because it is our mission 